0: What was your immediate reaction to this news?
1: Good morning, Sakina. Our immediate reaction was absolute joy and excitement because over the last 18 months, we've been working amongst others with uh, people like Safavavi, um, civil society, to keep on laying charges where we can find the wrongdoing. And people kept on asking us, but why do you go ahead with this when the Inte is dead? They are useless. And we said the tide will turn. And it certainly appears this last two three weeks that the tide has absolutely turned. And I think that now is the time that we should not let our guard down. I mean, as excited as we are, we should not let, not let our guard down and we must continue fighting. But our immediate response is one of absolute excitement.
0: And of course, um, what this means is uh, that uh, the trillion uh, Gupta Ling trillion capital partners, uh, they and uh, as we understand, McKinsey at this stage, uh, they will be uh, actually having their um, the, their, their assets um, uh, for close there for at least 1.6 billion rand. But we also know that. Um, Uh, McKinsey for one, they've said some time ago that they've ring-fenced the money that uh, was paid to them and they are quite willing to pay that back. So why haven't we seen Eskom making any strides to try and get that money back from McKinsey?
1: Well, let's take a step back. Remember, the deal that was made was based on previous examples of uh, contracting and the essence of that means is that what McKinsey promised them is that we will lower your operating costs. Uh, they go into ESCOM and they say, we will lower your operating costs and save you money and we will increase your productivity. And we believe that it's got an extra amount, let's assume it's a 10 billion rand that you will save through the process. And therefore, we're entitled to somewhere between 10 and 15 percent of that gain that you've made. So that is kind of just a principle of how the deal works. They never had approval from Treasury, which they need to proceed with that. So when, when, the, when it was, uh, came to the fore and they started, uh, it, it came to the fore and, and it was raised as an issue. They said that okay, we will pay back the money, but we need a claim and we need to make sure that there's no ulterior motives and it goes into the fiscus et cetera. Now here's the problem: if you look, if you, if you remember the last few months of last year, ESCOM is in Parliament. And they were absolutely ups- um, making a lot of noise with Parliament, lying to parliamentarians. I mean, you could remember that the senior management, the board, the minister, all sat there giving very vague answers. And what we believe is that if ESCOM had to write a letter to McKinsey and put a claim in, McKinsey would be entitled to say, so what is wrong and who, who commits fraud? Because somebody signed this contract illegally. And I think what's happening inside ESCOM is that they are not they do not want to expose the people internally because they are protecting each other. So we believe this is just another because they could have had the one point six billion Rand in, in June of June, July, August already. And that money they need today. I mean, you, you can read the headlines over the weekend that says ESCOM is running out of money. And they just absolutely refuse to put a claim in. So that tells us that they are willing to protect each other at the cost of ESCOM people as well as the people of South Africa.
0: And I see the amount here uh, from McKinsey, uh, 1.028 billion rand, which they said, as you just explained, they are willing to give back, but it needs to go into the fiscus. But what I find concerning there is that McKinsey and they go on to state that they did nothing wrong.
1: Well, I explained to you the basis of the contract, And we have not done the investigation about who did what wrong. But the, the, everybody acknowledges that the contract should never have been signed in the first place because they did not have national treasury approval. So that contract was illegal to start off with. But what McKinsey is saying is we, act, we, in fact, got savings going, and ESCOM saved X amount of money. Now, if you look back now and you look at the, the mess that, that ESCOM is in, we tend to think that is hogwash because if they did so well with ESCOM, ESCOM would not be in the trouble that they are in today.
0: And then, of course, uh, looking at Trillion. Now, that case is a quite a bit more clear cut because one of the things that came to light is that Trillion did not even have a contract with ESCOM and yet they were paid.
1: Um, there's a sick, um relationship with Trillion, have with various people. Now, remember, Trillion is very directly linked uh, to certain corrupt people with the Guptas. Um, and that needs a lot more investigation, and we believe that the state capture inquiry is starting off soon will we'll bring that to light. And there's a lot of stuff that we have access to that we've seen the documentation that speaks to Trillium's corrupt relationship with various people, and they they manipulated processes to be to be partners with with people like McKinsey, um, and they've run the course, and we believe they're not going to last much longer. Uh, If they still exist, they won't last much longer in in this year.
0: And just coming back to the accountability from Eskom's uh, side of this equation, because if um, you are saying that McKinsey and Trillion did something wrong, then how then do you not hold anyone at Eskom accountable for this because they even authorized and paid monies uh, to a company that doesn't have a contract with them?
1: When you say you, I certainly hope you're not referring to Alta, and I think <laughs> no, you're referring I'm... <laughs> to the broader you just in general. Let's let, let get that clear, because believe me, we have laid charges against Coco. We've laid charges against uh, Brian Mollet and Kobane. We've laid charges against various people, and we've actually taken up uh, the case with Parliament, where we think that Lynn Brown is, even in a silence, is complicit in this process, um, so we we have uh, attempted, and, and, and ultimately this case uh, that that should start uh, uh, um, for rolling out today is just the start of a very long process where there's billions and there are billions and billions of rands that's in people's hands that must be confiscated and be brought back into the fiscus because this country needs the money for a variety of things and those include hospitals, education, university, free education. Those kind of things we need the money for, and that money has been stolen from you and I.
0: And if uh, the assets attached uh, do not uh, come to the amount that is stipulated, uh, could we see a situation whereby people's personal assets uh, are also attached?
1: Um, let, let's, just, let's just separate the two. Um, McKinsey Assured, and remember McKinsey is an international firm. They're one of the big, big firms internationally, so they should have the money, and they Assured. South Africa, that they have things that too, and that money should come through. But let's just take the next case. Um, there are cases where Prasa has won cases again for five billion rand against. So let's assume that just for a moment that they don't have the cash anymore, because obviously bribery and corruption, people go and buy yachts over the weekend. We saw people taking seven uh, being paid, and they go buy yachts and big houses. If they don't have assets worth the value, um, and they don't have the money. We, we will force the asset forfeiture unit, and we will put pressure on the Hawks and the NPA and all the organizations that people will be bankrupted because they, they, they receive that money illegally, so we've got to get that money back. We will get them to court, and they will have to answer for their deeds, and then we'll put them in jail for corruption as well. So we believe, auto believes that now is the time, the wheel has turned, and now we need to hold people accountable.
0: And, of course, uh, several cases opened, as you indicated, as um, Alta, you yourself have, have opened cases against several people. And we are now at a point where the asset for future unit is moving. Uh, are there any prospects of further action from uh, that side, from the NPA side that you know of?
1: Are you talking about further, further cases? Yes. Um, let me be clear. Um, we started talking to the NPA probably in September last year. After we've laid the cases, we did inquiries about when, where they are in terms of the investigation. So we've worked with the Hawks. We've worked with the MPA. When they need information and evidence, we provided to for them. Uh, we believe that today, uh, if, this actually, if this actually happens, would be the first step. And we absolutely look forward to, over the next few weeks, these, these uh, um, castles come tumbling down very quickly.